Are you a coffee drinker? Um, no, and I, I have a follow-up to this. Why do you ask? I'm not. Okay, though. so uh, I, I'm typically not a coffee drinker, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm trying to uh, not really like kick soda overall. I'll mm-hmm. never betray RC Cola. Oh yeah. But um, I am trying to uh, taper off a little bit, trying to uh, work out, getting getting shape a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to like um, balance out my caffeine needs mm-hmm. with coffee, gotcha. which is. Uh, I guess maybe a little bit healthier. Um. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> Depends on how much like sugar and creamer and all that shit you I guess, put in yeah, there, I guess. Put but in it. but um, earlier at work, we have a, a Keurig, and mm. I made a cup of coffee, and it was like piping hot, obviously. I mean, it's just hot coffee coming out of that machine, yeah. right? So I, I took a little like trial sip just for like flavor, just to see how how like if I put enough like creamer or whatever in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, oh, it, I guess. I don't know. It's like boiling lava hot. Yeah, I, I sure. can't tell. So I just set it down to the side. I swear to God, I was sitting at my computer, and I reached for a drink, and I picked up the same coffee oh, and took a big swig no. of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like sitting in, in my mouth, like just like scalding hot. And I happened to wear a white shirt that day. Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, and my instinct was just to like... <laughs> Like a toddler, just to like open my mouth, and just like just get out, just like, get out, just let it flow out of my mouth. But oh it's like, oh, God. can't do that. So then I had to swallow it, and man, my my tongue and the Ooh. roof of my mouth has been burnt ever since. But I'm kind of like in this weird, um, like numb tongue uh, mm-hmm. area of life. So um, I'm trying to bounce back from that. I was just wondering if you'd ever come across. Ugh. Something like that. Well, that note, uh, first off, I I feel like if you did that, like, uh, I don't drink coffee. I don't really like the taste of it. Um, but I feel like, it, you know, when you burn your tongue, you can't really taste things. So it's like, maybe a bit, not too bad. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Amanda and I both don't drink coffee, but she likes the smell of coffee, like in the coffee aisle or like if anybody's making it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like she drinks tea and stuff. So if we go to Starbucks, whatever, she's always like, oh, it smells so good. But the bitter taste and stuff never got us. But randomly for some reason in the last week um i was like amanda i i kind of want to try coffee i don't know where this came from Uh um it feels kind of like the adult thing to do uh sort of on on one hand like i've had issues like legit issues in business dealings where it's like if i don't since i don't drink coffee it becomes like a 30 minute conversation about why i don't drink coffee and i'm like (laughs) get off my back about it uh not that i want to like bow down to peer pressure or whatever but uh, my, my brother, Jeff in Lubbock, he, uh, is working to take over a, a coffee, um, like a local coffee roaster and they like deliver to like the local restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's really into it. My brother, Danny used to work at Starbucks for years. And so he's always been into coffee. I've just never gotten into it. And like lately I'm like, maybe I need to give it a shot. Like people obviously like it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but I'm not sure. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. Uh, we'll come to my work. I'll make you a, okay. uh, a cup of Folgers out of, out of this weird Keurig that we've got. Folgers lava. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allergic to having your whole face burned off? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know, though. Oh, okay. Then you'll, you're in luck. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> it's weird, though, too, because like, I tried it out to drink soda, and I got into, back into soda for like, the last month, and I, I haven't had any for like a week. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's better, but like, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. So I'm like, I don't know that I want to jump into this caffeine pool of, uh, of, of coffee either. So, um, yeah. it's just like, it just sounds kind of appealing all of a sudden to, to have, to like kind of learn that culture or whatever, and kind of get into that world. I don't know. We'll see if I actually end up doing it or not. So far, I haven't really, uh, had enough inclination to actually go to a Starbucks or whatever and try anything. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, but I don't know, man, uh, your story also 
doesn't really appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really selling that very well. Well, you weren't trying to, but yeah, it definitely no. didn't get me there for no. sure. So. <laughs> no, okay. Well, hey, I think we've all learned something today. I think we have. Uh, so we're doing it? I believe so. All right, he's Brent. He's Steven. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today is our inaugural uh, comics show month. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, at the end of the last episode, Stephen had uh, mentioned to me, uh, he brought up, of all people, mm. mentioned wanting to do a, a month of uh, comic book reading. Yep. Uh, of course, he had to try to convince me. Uh, oh, yeah. I wasn't really down for it, but... Uh, really eventually, your arm. Eventually, I asked, acquiesced, and uh, that's that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, all, all month long, we're going to be reading comics. I'm sure we'll talk about movies and TV and uh, music and whatnot as well, but... Uh, are definitely going to um, try to focus on at least one like comic related thing uh, yep. each each uh, week. Yeah, yeah, we do this weekly, right? <laughs> Almost said <at> each day. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna ramp up our quotient. We're gonna do a whole lot more. <laughs> we're just gonna live stream the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> read it, read them live. That sounds good. Like we'll switch <laughs> off each day. People can follow along. It's the sound of me dragging my finger across the page trying to read the word <laughs> balloons. I'm a slow reader. <laughs> I have to read over a lot too because there's so many pictures and then you're reading and it's like, oh, that was like and related to this picture. So it'd like be back and forth. It'd be really kind of awkward actually, I think, to try to read yeah. a comic out loud. Well, and sometimes there are comics where uh, there's um, narration or mm-hmm. um, you know something to that effect over the comic. So you're reading the, the two characters speaking in a, a panel, but then there's mm-hmm. narration over that of somebody else like, talking and yep. you kind of have to bounce back and forth a lot and i'm sure we'll get into that later t- later today yeah but uh, but yeah so we're we're talking comics today and uh, we're going to do some other pop culture stuff mm-hmm. but uh but yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode 55 is feeling life <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> We keep doing that. I looked over the script and I was like, oh, we all go to the next thing. And I was like, well, that's that's Brent's thing. So I'll let okay. him. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought you were getting ready to say something. That's probably like, oh, okay. I, he's, he's got something prepared. That's true. So, yeah, oh, okay, that's my bad. Okay, so. My bad. That's all right. Um, so let's go ahead and get started um, with essentially corrections and obrensions. Um, we love it. So for the last episode, I was trying to avoid all uh, controversy and mm. – uh, and uh, any hateful tweets oh, yeah. or uh, text messages, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I incurred the wrath of one Mr. Ross Lichtai who oh, wow. told me uh, that um, Captain Marvel is actually a Fawcett Comics character, not a Charlton Comics character. And as soon as he texted me that, I was like, fuck, you're right. Yep. <laughs> I was trying you, to avoid that situation. Do you feel but, uh, adequately bad enough about yourself? Uh, this is my last episode. <laughs> wow. Uh, Yes. Ross has actually taken over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah. Listen, uh, you made one mistake, you're out. That's what yep. we said in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I've never... We had that, that uh, four-hour meeting with Big Podcast. They said, no mistakes, guys. No mistakes. And yep. we were like, if, it... if that's how we have to have it, let's do it. Yeah. 54 episodes in, we made yep. our first mistake. First mistake ever. Don't go back and podcast. check them, though. Don't right. go back and check yeah. the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I had never heard of Charlton Comics, and I've never heard of Fawcett Comics either, so uh, I couldn't even begin to correct you on that one. Uh, I was just like, yeah, yeah, uh, when you said that. So, um, Fawcett Comics, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Turn on the drain for superheroes. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You got me with that. (laughs) So, so yeah, uh, Fawcett, not Charlton. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am feeling great shame. Yeah. Moving on. So uh, one thing I'm not shameful about is on August 8th this month, so mm-hmm. today is, or this podcast drops on Tuesday, so technically tomorrow mm. on uh, Wednesday, oh, yeah, August nice. 8th. It's a lot of setup. I don't know why I got into all that shit. But anyways, uh, on August 8th, 1961, 57 years ago, Fantastic Four number one was published, and that essentially kicked off the Marvel Universe in comics. Now, there were Marvel characters that predated mm-hmm. this, but this is really kind of where the whole universe of characters mm-hmm. kind of crossing over into each other's books um, really, really started. So, enjoy. You know, it's funny. <laughs> no, thinking back on it now, because I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm new to the world of comics and everything like that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like we're doing this again with the movies, where it's like we were doing separate movies, and then they, they did, like, the crossover universe, and that's what, like, made them so good and so big. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing them so well that that helps. Uh, but um, it's funny to look back. Like, in my mind, it was like, oh, they're just copying what the comic books have always done. But, like, it's not like they were always that way. Um, like, right. I, I'm wondering, like, before that era, I would, like, I assume, like, characters might show up in other books here and there. Like, they might be in the same city or whatever. Like, even, like, DC or whoever, maybe. But is this kind of, like, was this, like, the first time anybody even did that? Um, no, I mean, that happened with DC Comics. I mean, mm-hmm. DC Comics, um, like Superman came out in 1938, mm-hmm. and then Batman in 39, so they had crossed over, like, before, you know, the Fantastic Four had become a thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, for the most part, back in the day, these each character had its own, like, story, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of its own separate... Um, I don't even know if they anybody thought of calling it their own individual universe at yeah, that yeah. point. You sure. know, it's just like, here's my character. I'm going to tell a, a story with this character. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else is doing. Yeah. And a lot of the times when those comics were published, they were like essentially anthologies. So you'd have like a Superman story and then you'd have like uh, a Western story and then you'd have, sure. you know, a, like a, a funny animal story in there as well. So uh, everybody knows ocelots are the funniest animals of all time. <laughs> Interesting ocelots, you say? Hmm, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I love those comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know yeah. what? You know you know what you call a uh, a bunch of ocelots? No, <laughs> an ocelot. <laughs> Nailed it. And uh, <laughs> you guys can write arrows and emissions and uh, funny jokes to Brent. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Uh, four. Yeah. Um, four. So yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, so I guess I'll go ahead and say this now. I was reading uh, the book we'll talk about later, Marvel Legacy, and at the end of it, uh, I don't know if it's like uh, where this shows up usually, but it was at the end of this like kind of collection or whatever. But it was like Foom, Foom Magazine. It's mm-hmm. like uh, Marvel's like magazine about whatever things. And yeah. so I was like reading through that. I'd never seen that before. And uh, they had a thing, kind of like a timeline of like editors. They were like, they interviewed um, Joe Quesada, uh, which was yeah. cool. I read that thing. And then um, they were going through like, the different editors, like, Stan Lee and, like, um, what they had done in their different eras and stuff, and they talked about, like, oh, like, Fantastic Four was published in 1961, and it kind of, and I was like, oh, that's cool, like, I didn't really know, um, I don't know the history of that, like, I, I assume a lot of our listeners, uh, might not as well, um, like, that Captain America came out, like, during World War II, 
And in mm-hmm. the movies, like, it's really, like, how I have a, a grounding reality of, of, you know, who those characters are and how they relate to each other. And so, um, in my head, like, obviously Fantastic Four isn't in the MCU yet. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting how I relate to the characters and how they actually, like, were presented in, initially. Um, so, yeah. it's cool. It's, like, a big celebration that they uh, kind of kicked this all off that, you know, to where we have it today, uh, this crossover universe. So, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, actually, on August 8th of this year... Uh, the Fantastic Four are coming back to comics, so oh. celebrating that milestone. So mm-hmm. Fantastic Four number one is uh, coming out then, so go That's grab cool. yourself a copy. Yeah, it'll yeah. be cool. Or just go grab um, yourself. <laughs> go grab yourself. <laughs> is that a good tagline? <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. One other thing that came out this, uh, this past week was... Um, well, at the end of the, the previous episode, we were talking about um, Iron Fist, and I just wanted him to have that mask and everything. Well, yeah. we just got a season two uh, teaser, and um, have you seen this? Yes, have I watched, watched it. it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious as to what you think, because you have not seen the first season and haven't seen Defenders. <laughs> I was very lost. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing, like... Anything about this real like besides like the I saw the first season trailers or whatever and yeah. then I heard the reviews uh, people were weren't really like digging it and then yeah this trailer so yeah I don't, I'm kind of lost on it but uh, I could okay. I could maybe say some things okay we'll see. all right so <laughs> in the teaser we see uh, Danny Rand who is the Iron Fist and then um, uh, Colleen Wing um, walking down the street they're um, uh, Homies, I guess, okay, is the yeah, best way sure. to say it. That's a good one. They're homies okay. uh, is a proper uh, nomenclature. <laughs> uh, and um, they're just kind of walking down the street. He's getting some, like, uh, visions or maybe some flashbacks. Mm. I'm really not sure how they're they're doing that. But it seems like this was shot specifically for a teaser. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of the I sense that. that I got for it. But uh, we actually do get to see Danny Rand in a type of Iron Fist cowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a... Um, I hope it's like a proto version of the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the final uh, hood. And uh, I guess when he was overseas at a, uh, a, a Comic-Con or, you know, something to that effect, he had mentioned that there there are multiple masks and oh, okay, cool. perhaps even a costume, but he didn't really confirm uh, a costume or not. But mm. uh, I, I think this is hopefully a step in the right direction. To jump on that real quick for the first season, yeah. did he not have a costume at all? No, Stephen. Uh, there's okay. no no costume. Um <laughs> We're all wildly disappointed. Um, even like the I, Defenders? Right, yeah, even, <laughs> even in the Defenders. Because like in Daredevil, which I did see, you know, he has like his his own costume uh, that he had made and then like at the end, spoiler alert, whatever, at the end he like gets his like iconic costume or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, which that was, which like, he has the the entirety of season two and the Defenders. Yeah, exactly, like which made sense. It was like, really cool. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> like they had a good template already to yeah. do that arc, you know. Uh, well, and there's even um, a a guy who makes that costume for uh, Matt mm. Murdock. Uh, you meet him in season one, and he kind of helps develop, like, the costume that we see at the end of mm-hmm. season one and on in season two. So, I mean, Danny Rand does technically have a hookup as to, like, hey, I have a guy. <laughs> I have a guy that can make a mask for you. That sounds like a Joss Whedon scene that they could have like inserted in there, you know? Like, hey, I got yeah. a guy, I got a tailor. I got a tailor, yeah. man. You can get one. You want a mask? <laughs> I, can, I can get you a mask. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder why yeah. they didn't do that. And then I guess the fan outcry maybe kind of developed this. I wonder if they were going to do it, you know, at all. 
uh, yeah. before that. I don't so. know. I mean, like beyond there not being a costume, there were some some uh, yeah some major issues <laughs> with that first season <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, but I, I think the 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 fighting scenes in uh, in this, I, I'm hoping in a way that they they look better. Mm. Um, I, I they seem like they they could be better, but they were kind of just quick uh, clips yeah. of of uh, the Iron Fist fighting and whatnot. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, um, sure. Also, there's only ten episodes in the season, mm-hmm. so hopefully that helps condense things and, and keep things being so uh, dragged out. Was that's it kind of a problem with these shows. 13 the first time or something like that? Yeah, all of the solo shows were 13 episodes okay. and then Defenders was eight. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I okay. think from what I've read, it was that initial, the initial contracts for the different Netflix Marvel shows that they were contracted for 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing that maybe they're past that now and maybe they can do less. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't really know the reasoning, but, uh, but yeah, should be better though. Hopefully they tighten it up. I just like you and I both yeah. are kind of like that. Like 13 could be good. Um, mm-hmm. if you need it, but, uh, I, I just like the idea of like, just do as many as you need for the mm-hmm. service of story. Like don't, don't do like a contract or don't just have it like spread out to have it spread out. And they've always got to have like one fucking episode that doesn't even matter. And you can just take it out and it's yeah. just like, Oh, get out of here. So it's like, they kind of hopefully that'll help it out. But I'm not, I'm still, for, for me, not knowing this character that well, it still hasn't sold me a lot of it. Um, again, I haven't seen the rest. I haven't seen The Defenders and, like, most of the other shows yet. It's just Jessica Jones and Daredevil that I'd seen the first seasons of. Um, and I'd like to get more into them, but um, it just hasn't, like, grabbed me. These trailers and stuff haven't grabbed me and been like, you really need to watch this, you know? So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know, like, do you like that character overall, like, from comics and stuff? Were you excited about it oh, before yeah. the first season and all that? Yeah, I have a... Steven, I have a Funko Pop of him, of course. Of course I have. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I didn't character. I didn't realize about your Funko Pop uh, collection that he was in there. That's my bad. That's how I keep track of all uh, of my favorite characters is I have to have them in Funko Pop form. That's a so, good idea. Yeah. Um, quick aside, quick aside. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I do need to thank our audience because this is, in, in my head canon, the only reason it's come true. Mm-hmm. We are getting more Jurassic World Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. We're getting Blue the Dinosaur. We're getting... The uh, Indoraptor. We're getting another random dinosaur. Yeah, that was weird. The the, the jailbreak dinosaur. Uh, mm. And uh, you know, I had pleaded with our audience to uh, buy up all of the Jurassic Park Funko Pops just so we can mm-hmm. get some more. And uh, I'm going to assume they all did it. So yep. thank you all from the bottom of my chart. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate it. I didn't. I didn't do anything. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> assume you're lying. <laughs> No, I th- uh, when you sent those to us in that text the other day, uh, they have like two Chris Pratts, and I was like, cool, I like Chris Pratt. Blue the Dinosaur, obviously good. But I was like, mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom, so good. Not so good. Not so good. <laughs> <laughs> but if it has more Funko Pops for Brent, then it's good. Good thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so. That's that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, more more Dinosaur Pops for me. Um, so let's uh let's move on to the other trailer mm-hmm. that came out this week which is the new venom trailer mm-hmm. you watched this i watched this okay i need i need your thoughts first though uh-oh okay so <laughs> so I've, I've watched this trailer twice now um and this one actually has more <laughs> more venom than than last time 100 mm-hmm. percent more venom oh. than than the previous trailer um so we get to see like the full body costume essentially mm. um and i think venom looks cool but i think this movie is going to be bad oh yes uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah um yeah i 
like kind of like we talked about it before or whatever, I think like uh, in little snippets. Um, I, uh, I haven't seen like a, a good incarnation of Venom in a while, and this one hasn't really like shown me a whole lot that I'm looking forward to. Um, it also, um, this movie to me is plagued by this, uh, I don't, I can't think of any other alternative or any other, uh, examples of this, but, um, it's kind of like, uh, and not another teen movie when they joke about like, Ooh, paint covered overalls. Oh, she has a ponytail, but she's like, obviously like a gorgeous girl. Um, like, yeah. and she's all that. It's kind of like, he doesn't look like a reporter to me. It's like. It's like they cast a superhero, a huge fucking buff guy, and they're like, he's just a, a typical nerd. You know what I'm saying? It's a typical nerd, yeah. but he's going to get Venom on him, and then he's going to become awesome. And it's like, I just can't like get behind Ed Hardy in this role for some reason. And I don't know if that's Ed just Hardy. my thing. Is that what I said? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it's the bedazzled jeans you're not into. I can't get behind it. Uh, Tom Hardy. I can't get behind Tom Hardy in this role. And... Uh, I've, I, he was like one of those up and coming actors I thought was going to show up and be great. And I, I haven't been as wowed by him in, in the last few things I've seen him in. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts about him in that role? Maybe that's just my thing. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. He does look like an MMA fighter shows mm-hmm. up to interview some scientists. Yeah. <laughs> his, his clothes are disheveled and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and whatnot. Um, uh, maybe he's, he's, uh, got more personality and, uh, more of an inquisitive nature mm-hmm. in the film itself. But uh, as far as what the, the trailer is showing us, there's not a, <laughs> not a whole lot there. Yeah. But um, like in the, in the comics and then on the nineties cartoon, um, which I think you've, mm-hmm. you've said you've watched um, Eddie Brock was like, he was like a, a bigger guy, but okay. he was also kind of a, a fuck up in general. So mm-hmm. I think maybe they're, they're kind of going more that angle. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. You know, they're really deviating from that Topher Grace angle for some reason. <laughs> so I guess that's what in my mind, too, is like this like skinny kind of nerdy guy, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then he becomes Venom. And so maybe that's what I have in my head over the other things. But it could be. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, Eddie Brock was always just like a, a fully grown uh, adult with um, who did like weightlifting mm-hmm. and whatnot to okay. Peter Parker's like Peter was always like uh, a little bit younger than him mm-hmm. at the very least. Um, and, uh, Peter's just like scrawnier. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, I think they're, they're trying to be more comics accurate, but I mean, just the overall movie itself doesn't seem very good. Like yeah. when, um, when, uh, Venom accosts the, uh, the people that are trying to rob that grocery store and mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, talking about trying to eat the, the guy's arms and then his yeah. legs and then his face. And then he's going to uh, flow down the street like a turd in the wind or something yeah. like that. And then uh, earlier in the trailer where he's talking about eating somebody else's like pancreas and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, uh, why? Why are, you, okay, cool. why are you listing all the things you're going to eat? I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, just you're a scary monster. Wait, I'm just going to assume you're going to kill me. Maybe he's like a hipster in the movie. You know, he's like a foodie. Uh, he takes yeah. pictures before he eats them. Maybe he's like <laughs> describing, maybe he just like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he, that's part of his character arc. I don't know. Well, you know, in the comics, the original like mythology, Peter Parker was a photographer. So maybe at the end of this movie, he's like, hmm, I'm not really getting the angles out of one of this. I wonder if the Oh, hey, kid, come here. I see you have a camera there. That sounds like a real winner of a movie, um, I'd, yeah. I'd say. Um, you know, it's yeah. Sony, so it, it might happen. That uh, what you're talking about with him, like I'm gonna eat your arms and then your face, and I was, and mm-hmm. then the the turd in the wind, I I, I had to like kind of rewind it and be like, did he say that? <laughs> yeah, um, it's so weird. Um, and yeah. then afterwards, 
it shows like Eddie Brock as a normal human, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," to that to the lady uh, behind the counter. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I I have a condition or something like that." And I was like, the "Parasite, yeah, yeah." Like I was like, "None of this is landing, man." Like I don't know what you're trying to go for with this. Like it's just like comedy. I don't even know. Uh, I just it didn't land for me at all. So. Yeah, it seems very, very awkward. And I wonder yeah. if that turn in the uh, the wind thing is going to be, is just like a uh, a clean version of what the, the final okay. dialogue would be. Sure. I don't know. But even sense. if it's like like shit in the wind, it's yeah. like, do are there places where like shit is just normally blowing in the wind? <laughs> like, Why is that your go-to like, reference? <laughs> like we, I live here in Oklahoma. We have cows and they're shitting everywhere, yeah. but there's, there's never like, oh, that's another uh, shit tornado. <laughs> that would not be fun that would not be fun um yeah i don't i don't get it 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 didn't land for me it was really weird um and then uh i also have a question about like where this fits in to the spider-man movies now um yeah like how is it gonna like they get this uh this symbi symbiote is how you like to say it symbiote symbiote Uh, yeah uh And for, I actually, so when I was reading those little, like, three-page history things uh, in the Marvel Legacy books, um, they went into this about, like, you know, it came from outer space, and it it attached to, like, Peter Parker, and then Peter Parker, like, ripped it off. And that's what I know from, like, the movie as well, the original, Mm -hmm. like, Spider-Man 3. Um, So, like, and this, is that not going to be part of the storyline? Like, is Spider-Man not going to be in this or part of this at all? Yeah, I mean, if if you look at the uh, the opening thing, it says in association with Marvel, not mm-hmm. Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know exactly how this is going to work yeah. because um, as the movie was being made, like it was going through production, there were some interviews with the head of Sony and she initially said, oh yeah, this is part of the MCU. And then uh, she was like doing an interview with Kevin uh, Feige mm-hmm. and <laughs> he looked, he gave her a look like, <laughs> what the, what? <laughs> Uh, this is news nope. to me. Yeah. So it, at least he's not producing it. It's not part of that Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. in, in that way. Um, now, there's a rumor that um, Peter Parker is going to be in this mm-hmm. or maybe like a cameo so or whatever. So Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if there's a way to make that not happen. I hope so because <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't necessarily want that to be part of it. I know. Like, like I don't know. Like Maybe this movie is bad. And then later down the road, uh, in one of the Spider-Man movies that's part of the MCU, they bring Venom into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would kind of be cool mm-hmm. in a way, just because I like the, the character design in this yep. movie. But, uh, man, I'd, I'd kind of prefer it not be, <laughs> be the I case. know. Not not the way they're doing it. If if Marvel was, like, controlling all the... Like, if Sony still, like, owned it and they did this partnership, not just with Spider-Man, but, like, the other characters in the Spider-Verse... I'd be mm-hmm. cool with that, but um, this this whole like weird, they're kind of kind of in the MCU and kind of not like some other characters will mm-hmm. be and some of them really won't be or like tangentially like they kind of there like I'm not I'm not sure what they're going for. I think it's gonna be confusing for audiences. Uh, it's confusing for us and like we we you know we we follow the news for this stuff and we we know these characters mm-hmm. more than the general public. So um, yeah. I'm just not sure what they're doing with it. It seems kind of weird. Uh, I don't think they know either. So cool. Okay, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, uh, real quick, um, they are making a Morbius, the living vampire movie, mm-hmm. um, who is a, a character um, from the 90s Spider-Man 
animated okay. series from the comics as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you might have seen that uh, <laughs> in the comics. He's an actual vampire, like he sucks blood and everything. Uh-huh. But on the cartoon show, he had these weird like sucker things in his hand. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> this would, at all. You don't? No. Oh my god, a statue on my brain. Um, he would constantly talk about how he craved plasma. Like it was always <laughs> like. It, it's a, it's a cartoon, so they couldn't have him, like, wanting to drain people of their blood, sure. you know? So he was just like, plasma. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. So he, he couldn't bite them on the neck, but he could just put his weird, like, sucker hands on, on their skin and sap their life force. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you're looking that's forward cool. to that movie? Uh, oh, yeah. As you can tell, <laughs> super, super enthused. Super. But uh, at least they've got uh, uh, an A-list, uh, you know, comic book actor mm. in there um who's who's done a character in in a, a current comic book uh film franchise already that everybody was uh was uh very happy about no wait it's uh, jared leto who played the shittiest joker <laughs> of all time oh man yeah. that guy too man like he can be really good but he can be really no bad. he's a, he's a, a great actor yeah. yeah i've seen him in, in some good shit but yeah. like god damn <laughs> <laughs> That Joker, yo. Mm-mm. Oh my God, Not good. it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So then yeah. you uh, next thing on the list is uh, Archie Comics coming to Spotify. Yes, that's a weird <laughs> sentence to say, right? It really <laughs> so, is, man. I saw that earlier this week, and um, I, I saw that headline. I was like, uh, oh, what now? Because yeah. comics are, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, a mm. visual medium. I was. Uh, there's not not <laughs> yeah. any sound involved at all. I was very confused when I read that. I was like, what does that and even then, mean? <laughs> and then Spotify is a sound-focused medium with no, <laughs> not really any visuals <laughs> beyond maybe album artwork. Yeah, you know? there you go. Uh, so the two are coming together to uh, make a thing that neither of them really do, <laughs> which is they're going to make some motion comics. Uh, do you know what those are? You have any I do. With those? Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, they're really kind of the worst version of comics. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> they're, uh, uh, they, they take panels and and kind of clip out the, the characters from the backgrounds and mm. move them around a little bit. Uh, and it's I just really have never seen a good version mm. of that. Uh, it always looks weird. And sometimes they'll try to make the mouths move. Um, but it's just like, why? Either make an animated series mm-hmm. of this or just... Him you know, put the, put the comic out there, but I don't know, maybe it's, um, since it's been a few years since the, the most recent one, uh, most recent motion comic had come out, maybe it's, maybe they've got better technology, a better way to do this. I don't know. Well, I read the little link you put on there from newsrama.com about this. And then, um, it said something about it. it like there was a preview already on Spotify. So have you, have you seen it? Cause I looked at oh, it this no. morning. Uh-uh. No, did you? <laughs> Brent, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> They have not gotten better. No, it's really weird, a, man. Do they have voice actors? They do. Uh, it was weird. Um, Archie, um, so I was wondering, like, what I like about it, I guess, is, like, Archie is trying to revamp themselves a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they're doing the the Riverdale show, which is um, spotty, but it's, like, it's a good idea. I think it's a, good, a move in the right direction, um, at least for the first season, was kind of cool, whatever, and, like, trying to bring in new audiences and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're, it seems like they're trying to capture those people and actually bring them into the comic fold. And they're like, to bridge that gap, we're going to do this motion, com- like motion, yeah, comic, whatever kind of version yeah. of that. And then Spotify is like a weird platform for it, but it's like a big platform for younger people. And so that kind of makes sense. Right. But 
it's just weird. So yeah, it's like a little video, like you put it on and it just pops up on your screen and it plays in like the, basically like a comic page format, like, a, you know, like a, not landscape, um, uh, what's the fucking word? I can't think of it. Uh, like portrait mode? Yeah, like portrait mode. Yeah, it plays like that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like zooms in on different things. They do like the cutouts of the characters so they can kind of move around, but um, the voice acting was weird because Archie is not like the same, it's not the same people from the TV show, but some of them sounded really similar. Like Betty sounded really similar. And I was like, did they get her to do the comic as well? I don't know. Um, but also like what I noticed watching it, I watched like, the, it was like they're in chapters. I watched the first chapter and um, it wasn't how I would have read the comic. Like the acting, the voice okay. acting was like really stilted, like really like children's TV show bad. And, and like you said, it's kind of like an animated show that sucks. It's like, it's not that animated and, <laughs> and the voices don't really match up and it's just like kind of weird. Like I just wasn't into it. Like I like the idea of motion comics if they could be done right, but I don't know that I've seen a good one either. So I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up on my Spotify app and uh-huh. I, I can't see it, but I'm not subscribed to, um, oh. Spotify. Um, I'm on the so premium it, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think maybe that's, that's probably why, but, uh, uh, I'll probably keep keep my uh, non-subscription. Yeah, I mean, don't get it for this. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, Archie is doing some uh, some big stuff. Sometimes, whenever you swing, you're gonna miss. Yeah. But uh, you know, they're they're at least going for it. Maybe it'll get people into that new Archie series yeah. because that that's uh, actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a, a weird thing to uh, to fall down into. <laughs> and hey, speaking of weird things to fall down into, mm. Stephen. Um, I know I'm pulling an, an audible here, which I believe is a sports reference, oh. uh, but don't quote me on that. I've never know. known what that even means, though. You know, it's just a change. I don't. What does that mean? An audible. Weird. Yeah. OK, so <laughs> sports. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I was asking so, the Internet. You guys let us know. So I, I decided I was going to uh, add a new segment on here for this month um, where I'm going to. Uh, discuss an issue of a comic that uh, may not be readily available for purchase digitally or mm-hmm. anything like that. Something that you might have to look for a little bit, but honestly, you may not want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the quality of, of uh, each comic comic is going to be uh, let's say spotty okay. at best. Spotify. Yeah. So the the first comic I'm going to do is a um, a comic from 1983, a year mm-hmm. after I was born. So I've lived essentially my entire life with this. Um, just as a quick backstory, uh, I went uh, on Free Comic Book Day one year, uh, myself and Ross Lichtai, we went and uh, uh, got some free comics. And then, of course, while you're there, you're going to go and dig through some uh, back issue bins and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh, you know buy some other stuff to support your local comic shop, right? So we were digging around, and we came across this chunk of the same issue and conservatively it was the same issue like 30 copies of it uh-huh. and neither of us had ever heard of it we each bought a copy because it just seemed so fucking bizarre and um i know ross had read it i i got about two pages into it, to it and i was like i don't know what the fuck this is i can't <laughs> i can't do all of this <laughs> but i uh i decided to go ahead and dig it out this week and mm, read through it this comic is Obnoxio the Clown versus the X-Men. <laughs> that looks fantastic. So um, oh, I, I was going through here, and the artwork in this is actually like 
super detailed. Um, mm-hmm. It's by Alan Kupperberg, uh, who did the script, art, letters, and colors. So oh, this wow. is just fully, fully him. Now, Obnoxio the Clown, I did some research, and he was um, he was kind of the mascot of this uh, parody magazine called Crazy that Marvel was putting out. It's kind of like their answer to Mad Magazine or Cracked yeah. or you know something like that. Um, I don't think it ran very long. Um, I don't think it was well received because I had never heard of it really. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty well ingrained in this, in this stuff. Um, but anyway, he crosses over into this X-Men book and, um, it is, uh, it's bizarre to say the least. Um, it's, it's like a, a full comic, but, um, like there's, you know, 20 ish pages in here, mm-hmm. but, uh, the first 10 pages are him, going to see the x-men he's going to um well first of all obnoxio the clown is kind of a a swarthy looking clown uh just seems like a real uh dirt bag of mm-hmm. a clown um he's got a cigar uh we all know smoking's bad so oh yeah there you go you know for first sign right there yeah. right he's got a, a tattered clown costume um just just not like a, a good guy um he'd give pennywise the clown the creeps I don't know if that dramatic look uh, translated. <laughs> it was great for me, though. <laughs> so, um, so he's he's going to the X Mansion to uh, it's uh, Kitty Pride's birthday. Professor X has decided to hire him as entertainment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is, he's still on your top five. I'm getting hmm? this plot. I'm getting. It. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> it's loosening a little bit now. So. There's an alarm that goes off uh, that uh, that warns Professor X that uh, there's a mutant approaching the X mansion, and um, so uh, let's see here. <laughs> trying to trying to remember, trying mm-hmm. to fight through this. Um, so uh, the X Men are on high alert, trying to to look out for whatever mutant threat could be approaching, mm-hmm. and um, it turns out that not only is Obnoxio there at the, the X-Mansion, but there's also another character. <laughs> I swear to God, this character, dressed fully in black, he almost looks like uh, Batman without the ears. Mm-hmm. Um, he has that kind of, like, nose covering on his cowl. Um, there's a character called E-Y-E-S-C-R-E-A-M. That's right. His name is Ice Cream. So... <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, Obnoxio the Clown, he, he goes... He gets into the X mansion, um, but he ends up uh, getting into a um, uh, getting trapped in like an elevator or something like that. Um, he breaks through a wall using seltzer water and some CO two cartridges, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. because Naturally. that's how you bust through walls sure. uh, in a, a danger room setting. Uh, he sees the X Men. The X Men think that he's the the uh, mutant threat that's coming through, um, but little do they know that again. Ice cream is the one that is coming for them. So, um, let me let me read you a an excerpt from uh, from Ice Cream's dialogue. The X Men's flashy mutant powers made my mutant ability seem ellipses ridiculous. Uh, but when they are gone, all will soon gape in awe at Ice Cream, the man who can turn into any flavor ice cream he desires. <laughs> And there's a, a shot of uh, ice cream. Um, he, he's, he's trying to get into the danger room, um, but it's the door's locked. So what can he do? He turns his body into ice cream and just melts Uh-oh. underneath the door to the danger room. 
Um, like Alex Mack of The Secret I, Life I of guess. Alex Mack. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, yeah. TV I didn't have show. people growing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like nothing. Lost upon me. I'll <laughs> ask Brandy about it after, after we're done recording. All right. So, um, Obnoxio the Clown is in the danger room and fighting all the X-Men. Somehow he's not getting his ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he is uh, kind of dispatching the X-Men. He he throws some uh, sneeze powder at Nightcrawler um, and he gets Colossus with a uh, one of those hand buzzer things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's, it's bizarre. But So he has like weapons, but his only power is to turn into other like different flavors of ice cream? Well, th- this is Obnoxio the Clown, sorry. Um, oh, okay. Th- that has all of this stuff. Um, oh, I get now, you. Yeah, yeah, Ice Cream, I don't know. I don't know if that character's ever shown up in any other spot <laughs> uh, in the Marvel Universe. But, um, you know, at uh, at the end of the story here, um, Wolverine's going to stab Obnoxio in the face. Uh, but then Professor X tells him to stop because um, he cut uh, Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got him, like, frozen, I don't know how, like the last time we see Ice Cream, he's in the uh, the danger room, like Booth, setting up all these traps and whatnot. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Professor X is like, "Oh no, I got him! It's I got him! It's all good. This is the this is the guy." <laughs> so then, um, Obnoxio leaves. <laughs> Sounds riveting. <laughs> That's uh, ten pages. Ten pages right there. Did you uh, love of it? This book. Uh, I I was not as. Uh, distraught reading it as mm-hmm. I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually ha- had some fun with it. I couldn't, uh, couldn't believe what I was reading, to be honest with you. Um, there are some, uh, some other pages in here of, of Noxio just doing stuff that he does, I guess. Um, the, the page right after the X-Men story is a story, or I'm sorry, a, a, a nine panel, uh, panel story here where he's reading fan mail of, of sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets a, a letter from a little kid and he proceeds to, uh, roast this little kid. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Damn so, straight. Kids suck. You know, you uh, <laughs> sometimes you got to take them to task here. But, uh, but yeah, so this was a, a very bizarre story. I don't know if I could recommend it, but, mm. um, you know, definitely check our Instagram and Twitter for some some images that I'll be posting from that because uh, this is a real thing that people spent time, effort, uh, and blood, sweat, and tears to put out. And uh, it's a thing that exists in the world. I mean, I have to commend them for doing, like, all of the work on it, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. And I wonder if he, if that guy talks about it, if he's like, yeah, I used to write X Men. I, I did like a whole book of X Men one time <laughs> by myself. <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> not mentioning Obnoxio the Clown. Or I wonder if that's like his 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 baby, his love. Maybe it is. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard the the name Alan Coverberg before, um, but I, I don't I don't know that he did a lot of like mainstream like superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, it might've just been more like comedic stuff, but, uh, Interesting. but yeah, you know what? I had a good time with it. So if I ever see another copy of this out in a quarter bin somewhere, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and buy it, yeah. you know, release it, r- release it from its, uh, it's holding. There, there. you go. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. uh, I wanted to quickly mention, um, when you said you were pulling an audible, I was confused because I thought you were going to insert a whole nother thing outside of the script that you wrote, uh, for this. Cause I mm. thought that you read a comic titled tales from the quarter bin that oh. was that was a mystery comic that you read oh okay <laughs> okay yeah and i was like you oh, know tales i don't from the quarter bin it's like i don't know it's like the crypt keeper it's like tales from the crypt you know i don't even think that i uh i said that at the beginning of this this segment but uh i, I was meaning that uh i didn't didn't 
ask you about uh, mm-hmm. putting that on the show script. I just threw it on there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there. Yeah. 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 Cool. So uh, main topic. Main topic. Marvel Legacy, man. Let's do it. Uh, from 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Marvel comic that was kind of setting the stage for what was to come in, I guess, series later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, and, and Marvel does this every year or two, where mm-hmm. they'll have like a series like, here's the characters for you to, to follow going forward for the next, you know, couple of years, mm-hmm. essentially. Or here's the status quo and, and how it, and, and you know, what it's at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of what the, the okay. point of this the story was um, now for context on on this series at the time it was coming out there were a lot of alternate versions of characters that were uh, taking on heroic mantles like mm-hmm. Captain America at this time uh, was not Steve Rogers Thor was not you know the Odinson that we mm-hmm. know from the movies you know um, and uh, Iron Man was in a coma, so there was a, a separate character called Ironheart, mm-hmm. uh, who is Riri Williams, um, who was kind of filling in that that gap right mm-hmm. there. Uh, also, uh, Wolverine was dead at this point. Mm-hmm. There was no Fantastic Four. Um, there are two Spider-Men in this universe. Uh, there's yeah. a, a lot of different different changes Mm -hmm. here so marvel legacy is kind of looking back at like the the publishing legacy of marvel Mm -hmm. um in the like macro sense but also in the micro sense it's kind of like the the in-universe story of legacy yeah in and of itself yeah right so um real quick let me i just want to go through the the credits on this because there were a lot of people (laughs) that worked on this i don't know if it was readily apparent when you were reading the the book or not uh, the number of, of people that have worked mm-hmm. on it, but um, figure that's something we can get into. Yeah. But uh, this uh, story is written by Jason Aaron, and the entire thing is lettered by uh, Corey Pettit. Um, for the main artist, we've got Asad Ribic and Steve McNiven, and the color artist for the the whole book is Matthew Wilson. Now, the additional artists um, typically they just drew like maybe one or two pages mm-hmm. here and there. We've got Chris Somney, Russell Dowderman. Alex Maleev, Ed McGinnis, Stuart Eminen, and Wade Von Grawbacher. Uh, they're a, like an art team. Uh, Pepe LaRage, Jim Chung, Daniel Acuna, uh, Greg Land and Jay Leaston, Mike Diodato Jr., and David Marquez. Holy so, shit. Steven, if you would repeat back everything. <laughs> I don't remember a damn one. <laughs> uh, and we've got a, a cover by Joe Quesada, Kevin Nolan, and Richard Eisenhoff. So there were a lot of people that just fucking worked on the cover, let alone the inside of this book. Yeah. But um, it's it's kind of a, a snapshot as to where these characters are now and what lies in store mm-hmm. for them. Um, but as I was going back, because I've read this book before, like sure. when it uh, came out, um, because I heard there was a, a flaming mastodon in it mm. at a certain point. So um, the... Well, uh, let me ask you. Um, did you notice the difference in the... The artists on this? I can't say that I did. I, I read it again okay. this morning because uh, I read it the other day. And uh, that's one of the things, uh, kind of an overarching thing is this. You know, I'm new to comics. Um, I feel like I'm kind of the stand-in for, for a lot of our audience maybe as well that's uh, maybe new to comics. And um, so I, it's hard for me to get a, um, a vocabulary of, like, what to speak to on some of these things. Like, I'm kind of, like, building that with, like, lettering and writing and, and the art itself and the coloring and all that kind of stuff. So... 
Um, I just don't really notice that stuff as much, but that's kind of what I want to hone in on uh, throughout while we're doing these things too. So, okay, okay. So, for for me, like those things stand out because I recognize the different artists mm-hmm. just by their work. So, yeah. Um, as I was reading this, I was trying to imagine how you could cut this up because a part of this is reflecting on what is happening in the current Avengers title. Mm-hmm. And I could see where you could like take out all the extraneous pages uh, of, you know, these different side characters, like the, the things that weren't the main focus mm-hmm. of this book and um, put that in a, in an Avengers book. And it was just kind of uh, trying to figure out like how that puzzle would, would be put back together. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know because that, that series essentially kind of just, started here yeah um so let's uh i guess maybe we can just kind of start at the beginning and and kind of set up the the story the overall story mm-hmm. and kind of where it's going so um the book kicks off one million years ago um that's weird because i thought oh, earth's only five thousand years old okay whatever <laughs> so um this is a fantasy so- don't worry, Brad. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> so um, the Earth, uh, or this is on Earth, of course, uh, in in the Stone Age. We see Mjolnir uh, is just sitting on a mound. There's some Neanderthals that are trying to pick up the hammer. Real quick, I've heard that the proper way to pronounce it is Neanderthal, but that sounds oh. like I've got a speech impediment. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Neanderthal. Yeah, that's that's how it's written. Yeah, I'm keep me all agree because it's. I feel the same way about. Uh, GIF versus GIF. Mm-hmm. I say GIF. Yeah, because it's you know? right. Yeah, <laughs> you're goddamn right. <laughs> anyway, so Odin, not Thor, uh, walks up on this mound and mm-hmm. uh, tells these uh, these Neanderthals to get the hell away from my my hammer because he's the one who's wielding Mjolnir at this time. Um, later, uh, a phoenix comes down. Uh, phoenix from from like the X Men, right? The Phoenix mm-hmm. Force, uh, and they have a little conversation here. Odin uh, struggles to pick up the hammer, but he eventually does. And uh, it turns out that uh, the two of them were actually uh, with another group of characters from uh, Marvel's like present uh, or, I guess, ancestral versions of, of mm-hmm. those type of characters. And uh, those characters include the Black Panther. We've got a, uh, a character that's called Starbrand, which is a, kind of a, a more obscure Marvel character. Yeah, I didn't um, know that we, one. We've also got uh, Agamotto, who take his name from the Eye of Agamotto, which mm-hmm. is the the thing that Doctor Strange wears on his chest. Uh, and besides his pimp chain, uh, we've <laughs> got uh, the Iron Fist, and then we've got a Ghost Rider character. Mm-hmm. So um, all of these characters were were trying to to fight some type of enemy that we can tell. Uh, the Ghost Rider, there wasn't motorcycles or cars or anything like that at this time, so the the character rode a giant woolly mammoth. Yeah, um, who rad. who died, and uh, <laughs> and this character is pretty busted up about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was too. I don't like to see animals hurt, yeah. fictional or otherwise. Even if this was in a reality where there's like a million years ago, it's fucking weird. <laughs> um, so uh, we we pan there, or the camera pans out a little bit. We see that they were fighting a celestial. And uh, a celestial is a massive, massive fucking, uh, like, universe god mm-hmm. of sorts. Like, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, when the characters go to nowhere, that's in a decapitated celestial's head. Yeah. Like, that's how massive it is. 
So it's um, this is kind of like a a smaller version of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I got into all the scale of it, <laughs> but this directly <laughs> contradicts it. But I mean, this is uh, still a, a fairly fairly massive uh, uh, character here. Yeah. So um, they all kind of decide to uh, to run up on it and uh, kick its ass. And um, I think that might be the the last time we we see these characters mm-hmm. um, in this story anyway. Which is weird because that's not how how I remembered it. Um, I, for some reason, I was thinking that we actually saw Ghost Rider on a mammoth, but I think that was just on like a cover mm, image okay. somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, from there we see uh, a character named Robbie Reyes. Uh, he's asleep in his car. He wakes up. He's having this dream essentially. It's um, kind of a vision of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's woken up by an officer uh, telling him to uh, to step out of the car. Um, and he realizes that he's somewhere in South Africa at this point. This is a character that lives in um, California somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was going to say L.A., but I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, all L.A. to me. <laughs> yeah, he says, Daniel Sanchez. he says East L.A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Nailed it. <laughs> Just edit that out. <laughs> so... Uh, he he's like, oh shit, how'd I get here? And he just fucking takes off in his car, right? So um, Robbie is driving, and then there's an explosion, knocks his car off balance, and it's the Star Brand, the modern version of Star Brand. Um, my knowledge of Star Brand is a little bit hazy because this character is actually from a an alternate Marvel universe mm. where they had their own like characters and whatnot. I'm not super well versed in this, but evidently he has laser fists and uh can punch windows yep (laughs) that's a a skill set i guess he could fly as well yeah um but he has some like universe related power once things get cosmic i i kind of lose track of things Mm, but um eventually uh the star brand starts fighting robbie robbie isn't having it or having it and he turns into the ghost rider and uh got a pretty righteous looking face here now this this ghost rider is different than the version that um, you might have seen in like the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies, mm-hmm. a totally different character. Um, this character drives a car and it's, it's wheels catch on fire instead of having a motorcycle whose wheels catch on fire. Oh, the differences. How'd they come up with that? <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do like this character uh, quite a bit. I just think he looks pretty badass. Uh-huh, yeah. um, what are your thoughts on this, this story up to this point? That's good. Um, I liked the flashbacks to uh, like a million years ago and seeing that I didn't like, expect that this kind of legacy that they would go into with the story mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh, it's cool because it kind of like resets things and then gives me an idea of stuff that I've never heard of. Um, like like that Odin, like I never thought about Odin like wielding Mjolnir, say, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, but it's it pretty fun. Um, and I, I also like the, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Ghost Rider. I never watched those movies. Um, I never heard great things about them, so I never tried them out. But um the uh this design and stuff is is rad so yeah it's it's simplified that's for sure Mm -hmm. he has like that weird um it looks (laughs) looks like a giant white staple on his chest (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i can't unsee that now (laughs) but uh yeah i'm home depot man (laughs) (laughs) are you looking for paint samples follow me why is this Um, on fire i don't know (laughs) No, this version of Ghost Rider, um, it has kind of a, a car theme overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of it being like an actual like skull face, um, it, it almost looks like a, a helmet of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like there are exhaust ports on its forehead yeah. and on like kind of 
by its cheekbones and everything. But um, I don't know. I, d- I just think it's a, a cool design. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, kind of an updated design, but it still looks iconic. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing I look for. So let's move on to the next scene, which is Loki shows up in Jotunheim, mm-hmm. uh, the realm of the giants. And uh, he's trying to get the frost giants um, rallied to go do his bidding. So on uh, a couple pages later, we find out that his bidding is trying to get a a box from a crate. Mm-hmm. Not a box from a crate. A, uh, an <laughs> item from a crate. I just went with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> a box from a crate. It's in, inside of a package. <laughs> so the, the box is marked with a date or a, a, a code on here of 4 and I couldn't figure out what, what that meant. So yeah. I, I looked it up, and I, I tried to see if there's anything significant that happened for Marvel in April of 1939. I couldn't really find anything. I know the first uh, literally titled Marvel comic was Marvel Comics, and it has um, the Human Torch uh, on the, the cover, uh, and he fights Namor in that. But that was in October of 1939, mm-hmm. so I'm really not sure what, what exactly that references. Mm-hmm. But... Um, there's some people in a shield storage facility. Uh, shield is being shut down, so uh, they're having to go through and move all of the stuff from the storage facility. Um, well, these frost giants show up um, and start wreaking havoc because they want to get this crate in a box and a package. And um, well, they, it turns out they need backup, but luckily the backup was already there. So uh, Captain America, aka Sam, Sam Wilson, uh, who's also the Falcon, and then uh, Thor, who is Jane Foster, and at the time this series mm-hmm. was going on, uh, show up and uh, they start kicking Frost Giant ass. Um, from there, uh, we also get the um, the character Ironheart showing up. So mm-hmm. we've essentially got Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man there for all intents and purposes, but it's like the modern version of that. So uh, we've got um, uh, an African-American, and we've got two women there, uh, one of which is also African-American mm-hmm. there. So it's a more diverse lineup of those characters. So um, it's just kind of that. <laughs> I have one question uh, yeah. about Jane Foster as Thor, yeah. because she speaks like the, it's, uh, the, the way the writing is and stuff. It's, it kind of looks like old-timey. And mm-hmm. she says things in a weird way, like we don't really talk today, like Thor does, like an old kind of like old English type of way. Mm-hmm. But Jane Foster in the comics, is she like different in my head of like what the movie's version is that is? Because she's speaking like Thor, but she's not from there. She's not right. from Asgard, right? So Yeah, yeah. So so what Steven's referencing is in the comic, Thor speaks with a different font. It's kind of um, a font that's used for any character that's, you know, from like Asgard or whatever. Yeah. So they have that more regal sounding mm-hmm. tone. So they reflect that in the, the text. Um, so no, yeah, you're, you're totally right. So whenever Jane Foster is Thor, she speaks that way when okay. she's her regular form. She, she speaks just like, you know, any other, okay. uh, red blooded American oh, would, yeah. um, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, brother. Um, but, um, it's, it's funny because when, uh, she is Thor, sometimes she'll have, she'll be like speaking and she'll have her, her word balloons look like that, but then she'll have like an. Uh, a dialogue inside of her head mm. and she will just be speaking as herself. Mm. So okay. she, she knows there's there. like a, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just like how the, the words translate from her brain to her mouth when she's in this form. Um, it, it changes okay. a little bit, which is a, a cool thing. I always, it, always it makes that. sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes yeah. sense that she's kind of taking on this power, this mantle or whatever, and that right. it transforms her into something like that. So, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I was like, because this is all I've seen of her so far. It's kind of short. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I've never seen her as kind of Jane Foster. And uh, so I was like, is this how she talks all the time? Like, <laughs> that seems weird. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to throw out, there's a, a really lovely part of this I think is hilarious. Because uh, she is Thor and uh, Falcon is Captain America at this time. And it says, as Jane Foster, she might be losing her battle with cancer, but no, no one said you couldn't have fun while dying, which is why Thor will definitely be making out with Captain America today. Yep. Yep. That was the thing. I lost yep. it when I read that. <laughs> it's fantastic. So um, as they're, they're still fighting in the, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, facility there, trying to uh, fight off these frost giants, it cuts to Steve Rogers, who recently came back into um, the mantle of Captain America. He's kind of off at a diner um, by himself, trying to collect himself. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these pages, there's there's not really a whole lot going on, but yeah. it's just kind of setting the stage for where these characters are going. Uh, we also have a scene with uh, Thor drinking, as one does mm. uh, when uh, your arm is lopped off and you have to replace it with a uh, yeah a, 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 a different thing. I can't remember where the arm came from. Yeah, it looks cool, though. Yeah, it's all all black and shit. Um, this is the crossover with uh, Mortal Kombat. He's Jack yes. now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's white. Ooh, Ooh this is, uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> you can go the other way right now, but you can't go that. You can't go back. You can't do it the other way. That's bad. Um, uh, yeah, in the Thor scene, uh, we see somebody who is supposed to be watching the universe. He's like, he sees some like crazy shit, can't take it, and essentially kills himself because he's like, nope, not, <laughs> not dealing with that shit. Takes his own life. Um, we then jump to a Stark facility where Tony Stark's body, who is in a coma from Civil War II, spoilers, um, was, um, that's where he was laying. He's totally missing now, so mm-hmm. now they're going to have to go find him. We're not going to find questions to any of those stories or or, uh, answers to any of those stories in this comic. It's just, again, setting the stage. So we cut back to Ghost Rider and Starbrand fighting each other. Um, Starbrand, from his dialogue, he states that, you know, he's trying to keep Ghost Rider from getting somewhere. Like, it doesn't really say explicitly what exactly he's trying to prevent him Mm -hmm. from getting to. It's just kind of hinted at in in what he's saying. So they're fi- uh, fighting, um, throwing rocks at each other and whatnot. Um, we got more laser fist action here. Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider being Ghost Rider and having Ghost Rider breath, um, mm. all of that stuff. Uh, we then move to uh, the Great Karoo region in South Africa, and there's some uh, archaeologists that are digging for a thing. There's an explosion, and uh, that's where... Uh, uh, Starbrand falls. God damn, I forgot his name already. Uh, Starbrand <laughs> falls, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm, like, being drawn here. Like, mm. d- d- even with all his effort, he, whatever is going to happen is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So um, the archaeologists are, uh, one of the, the two archaeologists are like, oh, shit, we need to get out of here. This is some shit that's going down. And then the other one's like, no, we're going to keep digging <laughs> because why not? Um, we then get a scene of uh, Deadpool sitting on a toilet, uh, getting shot up by police, um, because he's bummed out because he, spoilers, killed Phil Coulson. Um, I didn't know if that was actually true or not, if they just blamed it on him. Oh, nope. It It happened. happened. Ah, fuck. (laughs) Not Coulson. Yep. Damn. Deadpool. Um, We have a scene where, uh, Green Goblin was, uh, lurking outside of Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, he's hanging out there with Iron Fist and, uh, 
Yeah. Steven, look at that picture of Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Badass, doesn't that man. Look, doesn't that look... Yep. Looks pretty cool, right? It looks pretty cool. I mean... I don't know just, if the... Just give me that. Whatever, this collar thing would translate that well to, like, TV. Uh, but the rest not, of that, easily. Yeah. And they uh, can even yeah, do maybe, that. Maybe not that, that big of a collar, yeah. but, I mean, they can do something like something. that. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can all dream. Uh, there's a shot of Jarvis at the Avengers Mansion uh, trying to figure out, you know, he, he's having uh, a weird feeling that something's off. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of this page, we see that the classic Avengers statue, which is normally just the founding Avengers, actually has a extra person on there, which is that uh, that girl there all the way down to the Who, bottom yeah, right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, that was a, a, a separate uh, Avengers series mm-hmm. um, where that, uh, that uh, character was added on there, so... Uh, again, no answers. So (laughs) let's move on here. Um, we're back to the shield facility, uh, Thor, uh, and Captain America and Ironheart are all taking out these frost giants and, um, they decide to give Ironheart the, um, opportunity to say Avengers assemble. Mm -hmm. Uh, she says Avengers and then she forgets the, the line, um, because why not? Um, (laughs) Seems like a, a weird, weird thing to put in writing. That. I was like, okay, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a choice. She I guess. says, "Avengers get avenging." Is that it? I was like, "Yeah, what? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Look, she was she was around two major Avengers. Maybe she was just yeah. uh, nervous. Yeah, yeah, a little nervous. We'll, we'll cut her some slack. Uh, I also um, wanted to point out this uh, mm-hmm. one of the Frost Giants. <laughs> he says, "I Snar, son of Snarsicle, son of Coldbone." And I fucking love mm-hmm. those names, Snarsicle. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, actually, that's uh, Scarsicle. Oh, Scarsicle, my... yeah. Snar, son of Scarsicle. Yeah. Just that the fact that, that I was like, oh, so I'm getting a little of the culture, you know, in, uh, in <laughs> yeah. Jotunheim, that they mm-hmm. put sickle at the end of things, as you would, because it's cold there all the time. That that's yeah. like it... a, a way they would name people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Um... When somebody has uh, part of the last name is uh, uh, has like S O N on it, yeah, mm-hmm. like Ted Ted Danson, mm-hmm. Odinson. Like everyone knows his his father's name was Dan. Yep, he's everybody the son of Dan. That's how be. it works. Yep, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple of the the frost giants um, are are left uh, standing. One of them picks up the the crate, the valuable crate that was. Uh, uh, something that, that Loki was trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs off with it. Um, we then get to a scene of uh, Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm um, kind of looking back and and um, talking about the Fantastic Four. Again, at this point, Reed and Sue were kind of off somewhere else with their kids. Um, they uh, were thought to be essentially dead mm-hmm. or at least missing at this point. Okay. Um, so there's a, a kind of a, a little scene about that. We uh, have uh, Ben shooting the Fantastic Four uh, flare gun into the air, mm-hmm. and we get the, the four symbol. It's a, a classic thing from FF Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look at that Ben Grimm. My God. My God. Can we just, can we get that in the MCU? <laughs> Please get that in the MCU. You're so Beautiful. ready for it, aren't you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Love Ben Grimm. How can you not? How can you not, Steven? I mean, I haven't seen any good stuff from it because all they've seen are those crappy movies they put out. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's how you cannot. Okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but I'm down for a new incarnation of that if they did it well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Once once they get it right, then you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it. 
But they went the other way in the other movies. They were like, oh, we're going to get Captain America before he's Captain America. And he's not going to be that great. But we're going to switch him over and he's going to be fine. Jessica Alba is in that movie. And there are other people. And then it's a movie. And there's a Silver Surfer at some point. (laughs) Those are the things I know about those movies. (laughs) (laughs) I I just pushed everything out. That's a a nice movie recap Mm -hmm. there. You're welcome, (laughs) Brent and the world. So now we are on a a distant planet in the solar system, and we see that the the people of Wakanda have now settled on a different planet Mm -hmm. instead of Africa. Um, I'm not current on this series, so I don't know if they're still in Africa and like a portion of them are off on this uh, alien planet. But uh, yeah, they're they're going big. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're the most scientifically advanced civilization on the planet so they're just like fuck this yeah you know global warming's a thing let's get the (laughs) hell out of here it looks badass though i didn't know the storyline either but i was like this is cool though Mm -hmm. yeah um and let's see here so then we are at where are we at what is this the monitoring station uh alpha flight yeah i was very confused about this whole little storyline this like one page Oh, okay. Now I now I remember. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, because this one doesn't have any like big characters. It's no. just like people uh, working at the satellite station. Um, but this is essentially um, an outer space distress call from um, this uh, from Sakar uh, mm-hmm. back from um, Thor Ragnarok on that that planet uh-huh. that they land on Sakar. Yeah, um, okay. in the comics there was a, a storyline called Planet Hulk where the Hulk was too much of a threat here on earth. So a lot of the, um, like big brains here, uh, in the Marvel universe, they sent him out to space. He lands on Sakaar, becomes the leader of that world. Mm. Um, something happens and he has to come back to earth. Um, so this is essentially them trying to call the, uh, call the Hulk back to their planet to help. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man, I entirely blanked on that page. Yeah, no worries. Yep. So now we're back to Ghost Rider and Starbrand, Punching each other in the in the boobs. Yep. And um, let's see. There's some some fighting. Um, Ghost Rider does his. I guess his. Oh yeah, his his penance stare thing. Uh, Starbrand. I guess explodes and dies. He <laughs> Which killed, is something I I did not remember. He uh, killed the first like time so I many people. I that he exploded. That he was like so I, worried about. I guess. It. Yeah. Yeah. He says. Uh, so many dead, so many <laughs> explosion ball. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he did. Mm-hmm. So uh, just Ghost Rider standing there, um, and then he's like, uh, "Okay, I'm I'm leaving." So he he just literally gets back to doing what he was doing before, which is just trying to <laughs> leave yeah. where he was. Um, and then we cut back to the archaeologists. They've dug back into the ground um, where. Uh, they were, you know, kind of starting with, yeah. and they found those weird readings. Um, they get back down there. They see this giant hand coming toward them, and they see it's a uh, celestial that had been buried underground, and on the cave walls, uh, as lit by a flashlight, there are the insignias of the different characters that we saw from a million years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of setting up uh, what's what's to come there. Yeah. Um, we're back at the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, Um Everything worked out fine. The heroes won. The they are carrying the uh, frost giants off in these weird, massive handcuff things. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see here, they say that so, they uh, they're saying that yeah. uh, everything is accounted for. 
uh, as far as their records go, which is true because mm-hmm. the only thing not on the records is the box that they had stolen. Yep. Yep. So we cut to the frost giant who's running through uh, the woods, and uh, he's about to make his break for it, and then he gets hit by a semi-truck uh, with the giant uh, letters spelling out beer on it. Oh, yeah. Huh. Huh. That's, that's interesting. Who could be driving a truck with the word beer on it? <laughs> well, let's get into it. So uh, this frost giant, uh, even though he's hit, he's a frost giant, so he's like, that shit ain't nothing to me, son. So mm-hmm. uh, he's got his club or whatever the hell it is out, and uh, he's ready to kick the ass of whoever drove a truck into him. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's like a, a dagger knife thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he confronts a guy in a cowboy hat in the shadows. He's got a uh, a wife beater on. Is there a better word for that? What is There's the proper word? Be. Yeah, I know. Just a tank top, but it's, like, not a regular tank top. Is it a tank top? I guess it is yeah. kind of a tank top, right? Yeah. Tank top. Okay. Yeah. I'll use that That's word. much better. <laughs> uh, so um, we see, yeah, just a guy in shadow. Got got his, uh, just seems like a normal human that uh, hit him with his truck. Oopsie. Yep. Uh, and then next thing we see, we see some claws come out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, go directly towards this frost giant's face. Um, so it's about uh, a quarter of a second before those claws mm-hmm. meet their destination. And then um, we get another scene of uh, a young Jean Grey. Um, at the, this point in the, the comics continuity, the original five X-Men were brought to the present, and then they've got their kind of their own separate team of X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked up to Wolverine whenever she was brought to the present, and mm-hmm. uh, when Wolverine died, he was encased in adamantium, and mm-hmm. so he was, you know, and his he had no healing factor, so not only was his... This is brutal. His uh, flesh uh, burnt, but uh, since he was entombed in it, there was no air, so he probably suffocated as well. Oh, fun. So, yeah. Tell your kids. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes to um, visit him uh, in his his tomb, essentially, and sees that he's broken out of there somehow. Mm -hmm. So um, we go back. We see this character, uh, mystery character. Who could this be? Again, with claws. And... uh, (laughs) A swarthy attitude, uh, <laughs> popping a beer, drinking it, um, uh, and uh, he pulls the the case free from. Uh, well, I guess there was a, a case in in the crate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he takes the uh, the item, uh, the valuable so there was item, a box in the crate. Hey, yeah, you were right. You I was right. Mm-hmm. Wow, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't be so surprised because I did read this last night. <laughs> Anyway, Wolverine grabs the uh, the valuable item from this case, and it turns out to be a Infinity Stone mm-hmm. of some sort. So, uh, oh yeah, it's Wolverine because I just said it. So, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise reveal that it's Wolverine. At this time, it was a, a big deal in the comics because Wolverine had been dead up to that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, we see him alive and and well. And uh, I mean, by the time we see that the claws pop yeah, and uh, the know. guy in the cowboy hat looking down, uh, we we knew it was him. Matter of fact. We saw the truck with beer on it. We're like, oh, this is Wolverine. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Wolverine is, is back and, uh, and around. Um, now, you know, to, to date, um, as comics are current, uh, most people don't realize that Wolverine is still alive in the modern comics continuity. Mm-hmm. So um, it's still kind of a, a secret thing that he's out there, like, doing whatever he's doing. Okay. Um, we then see um, kind of just 
follow-up snapshots of, of different characters. We see Gamora from the Guardians of the Galaxy. We see Loki, um, as promised. We see uh, Captain America and Thor making out in the background yeah. while Riri Williams is uh, disappointed uh, <laughs> in the foreground. Uh, we see uh, Logan. I, I assume he's back in the uh, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the cab of that truck. Um, you know what? He's probably on an, an, an adrenaline high from mm. essentially being reborn, right? Yep. And then also stopping a frost giant and getting an infinity stone. So as far as we're aware of, he's probably uh, jerking off in that, <laughs> that simulator. I think it's the only thing you can infer from it. Yeah. I mean, there's one headlight, right? Yep. So I, maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's one of those things. <laughs> you know, you put a, a sock in the door. That means don't, uh, don't come and knock it. You got one headlight out. Everybody does. He's cranking off in there. Um, and then on the, the final two pages of this book, we see a, um, a kind of a shot of the cosmos. It's a, a four-panel page. Uh, and as we progress down the, the page, it looks like uh, we get closer and closer to the image of a, a hand. Um, and on the final panel, there's a, an outstretched hand. We kind of piece together that this is the narrator that's speaking uh, or been, you know, kind of been, uh, narrating this whole comic mm-hmm. thus far. Um, down on the, the second page, we can see that it's uh, Valeria and Franklin Richards, who are the children of uh, Mr. Fantastic and uh, the Invisible Woman from the Fantastic Four. Um, they were out in the universe, like kind of setting things right after this major comics event. Um, and it hints that uh, they just want to go back home to Earth. So that kind of foreshadows them coming back to, uh, to the Marvel Universe, which happens, as we said, this Wednesday. So Da-da-da. there you go. So that's a, a whole 60 something page comic. Mm-hmm. Um, now a, a lot of these other pages are kind of like advertisements for whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for the most part, it was a kind of a, a longer story than, yep. <laughs> than normal. Um, d- questions. <laughs> Listeners first. Okay. Mm. I'll go. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, so first off, I wanted to say about the art. I was trying to, as we were going through back through that, I wanted to see if I like, noticed. Um, the only one that I really could think of was uh, there's a, a page um, of Thor and Captain America and Ironheart together, and then the next one is that Wolverine scene where he comes in with the truck, and it looks yeah. a little more like um, detailed, a little more cinematic to me. Um, mm-hmm. especially whenever he's, uh, doing the schnicked and he's, is how you say it? How do you say that? Snick? Snicked. Snicked. Um, yep. to, uh, to kill the, the frost giant. Um, it's just like, it's just very detailed and cool looking. And, um, yep. but I, I'm almost like hesitant to talk about the art, I think, uh, or to be like, oh, clearly this is a different artist because I'm like, I don't really know. Like maybe it's just like different, it's a different venue and it's different lighting and stuff. So like, um, how do you kind of, uh, how can you see that? Like you just know these artists sometimes yeah that I mean, kind of stuff uh yeah essentially i mean i don't like to brag but i've been reading <laughs> comics for a super long time um and i i, I kind of just pick up on it from seeing um how artists draw different uh different people different mm. you know it, it it can get super specific like yeah. sometimes i'm like oh that hand looks like a steve ditko hand or this hand looks like a uh a, a jack kirby hand or a, a mark bagley hand or something like that you know yeah um so it's, I don't know, it's just something that you kind of get acquired to, mm-hmm. um, maybe similar to how you would try to pick up on um, 
a, a, a director who directed a film. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, so it's just kind of like picking up on the visuals of it. Yeah, I feel like I, uh, I guess the more you read, obviously, like like you said, um, I just, I'm not there at all. So like, I kind of, when I'm reading these, I, I didn't even, I didn't see all the artists listed on there. So maybe I would have thought that. I would have been like, oh, like there's obviously like going to be a lot of different things. And it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. This is such a sprawling story with um, sometimes just one page or two pages of like what, you know, the characters like the, uh, the Fantastic Four stuff with Ben Grimm and, and uh, Johnny or whatever on there. So mm-hmm. um, it seems like, well, maybe they got someone that's been drawing that comic to come in and do that page or something like that. Um, but I just can't see the visual change uh, that well. My, my, again, like my vocabulary for it is, is kind of not um, honed in on it, I guess, you know, so. That's, that's interesting that you say that because whenever <laughs> whenever people who are, uh, are big comics readers, whenever we come across something like this, um, in, in the case of this particular book, mm-hmm. since it's kind of split up by scene, it's not yeah. so bad, but every once in a while you'll have a book where like in the middle of like, there will be a five-page scene between two characters. So let's say Green Lantern is talking to Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, in those first three pages, of the, those characters are drawn by this artist in the second two pages it's drawn by a totally different artist and for us like super nerds we're just like oh my god it took me completely out of the story how, how could you read this and under it's just it, yeah. it's an atrocity but then um people who may not be that well versed and it's like oh yeah i remember that scene it was uh, it was fun <laughs> that's a, that's a, a kind of where i feel so i feel kind of yeah. at, uh, at a loss sometimes to say anything about it but it makes sense when you, for, for me especially, uh, and uh, maybe other people listening to, uh, to equate it to like movies, and be like, all right, so imagine that Quentin Tarantino directed the first three pages of a script, and the next two pages were directed by, I'm trying to think of someone else, even though I like watch all the movies all the time, uh, by Steven Spielberg. And it's okay. like, their visual styles and, and everything, the way they direct everything is like so different. It would be completely jarring and take you out of the process if you were to see that. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes sense that um, I just don't see it as, as well with comics because I'm not as, as versed in them. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it it's really kind of depends on how something is split up. Yeah. Um, because if it's, if it's um, you know, that, that Green Lantern Batman scene for, you know, that same artist doing all five pages and then the next scene with... Uh, Superman and uh, let's say the Smurfs uh, <laughs> is by a different artist. It's not as drawing because sure. at least those those visuals are consistent for mm-hmm. those five pages versus you know three and two or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm always interested to hear people's interpretations of mm-hmm. like if, if there's anything in the visuals because this is all written by the same person, is all yeah. lettered by the same person, all colored by the same person. Um, but the the actual like pencil and ink mm. portion changes up from uh, you know maybe every five pages or so uh, potentially so um, yeah so it, it's interesting though uh, what I'm looking at with these, this, these two panels though is um, and again it could be like to me like I really don't know it could be like the same artist doing both of them uh, and it's just like a change in scene so like the colors are different because they're like inside where it's well lit and then they're outside uh, like running in like darkness or whatever where Wolverine is and stuff so um since it's colored by the same person, though, that was, like, what really got to me was the coloring when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense then. But it's also, it is, like, the actual, like, pencils, like, the drawing of it, uh, specifically, like, their faces and stuff, like, different people. And it looks just, like, more detailed on the Wolverine scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, maybe that's what I'm 
getting at, and it really is just a, a change in color because of the different venues that they're at. Uh, but that's interesting. I didn't really think about that either. So, well, let me give you an example of like kind of what the the colorist can do sure. uh, because the, the Matt Wilson who colored this whole thing, he kind of changed his style depending on what um, hmm. artist or set of artists he was coloring. Okay, because all on the stuff with um, uh, you know the the uh, million years BC Avengers yeah. or the Ghost Rider and um, Starbrand pages and the Wolverine page, um, those were all drawn by the same artist and all kind of colored the same way mm-hmm. uh, based on, on that style. Okay. Um, but then the scenes with Thor and Ironheart and uh, Captain America, mm-hmm. um, it was a like a different coloring technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It kind of had more of a, an, an edge as on those color, um, like the, the, the edges of the colors were, were better defined. Yeah. Um, closer to like, maybe like cell animation, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, but the the artist who did the 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 Cap Thor Ironheart scenes is the same artist who drew Civil War. Oh, and the, okay. The coloring there was just entirely different. Like it looked a lot more rich and everything. Mm-hmm. Not that this version is bad. It's just like totally different interpretations. Yeah. Interesting. Of somebody's line art. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going back through some of the pages now and trying to look at that, and I can see it. Like once you mention it, I can be like, okay, that seems like it would be the same artist or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this will be interesting as we go through more of these books and stuff and see how I, I can pick that out a little bit. So, Well, luckily, it won't uh, change up as often yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> going forward, and they won't be as long either. So uh, hopefully it uh, will be a little bit more manageable for yeah. uh, for you and for the listeners who are reading along with us. Um, so the, the next issue that we're going to be reading is the Avengers Free Comic Book Day issue. Um, and if you want to read that, that's simple to do. You can just go... Uh, go to Comixology and you can download that first mm-hmm. uh, free comic book day 2018 issue for free and uh, and you're good to go. Cool. So um, did you have uh, any other points you wanted to make yeah. on, on this? Uh, I mean, I wanted to say like, uh, again, as maybe a fill in for some of the audience that's new to comic books, like maybe new, new to comic books as well, especially to Marvel. Like you and I, Brand, have talked off air before, um, about how it's kind of hard to, like, kind of leap in to, like, where do I start, you know? Um, yeah. So I think this is a great start for anybody. Um, I was really glad when you when you first mentioned it, I, I didn't think about that it was, like, 2017. And I was like, oh, that's rad that it just happened. It's like, it's like we're going through it now. And it's a good way, um, this book in particular, where it kind of gives you some backstory and um, shows you, like, why some of the characters are changed, like Ironheart and stuff, and, like, what happened to, to Tony that he's, like, in mm-hmm. a coma. But then it's, like, it's obviously leading up to... They're bringing some of those people back, like Wolverine coming back, or Tony was missing from his coma, so we don't know where he's gonna show up again. But obviously, he will somewhere, and um, so it's kind of cool to see. Uh, I mean, when I was reading about that in, the, in that Foom magazine as well, they were talking about how this was kind of like a re, not a rebranding, but like they wanted to keep the fans they had, obviously, but they want to bring new people in it, into it, and they, it's a fine line. And I thought they did a really good job. Like I was really intrigued by this. It, it it's a long issue, but it's. Um, it's, it's because it has so many different people in it for like a, you know, one panel or one page, or whatever. And it's like, that's cool because that's all you really need to know right now. And you can move forward. And then, um, mm-hmm. I, I'd briefly mentioned it before, but, uh, they have these like three page little recaps of about a bunch of different characters. There's like 60 or 70 of these things. There's like so many of them, but it's cool because mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot of these, like where these characters had ended up over the years. And now it's like, you can just get these little backstories and they're really quick. Um, like I'm looking at the one right now for, um, 
I can't remember her name. She's Wolverine now, but um, uh, the oh from, from, Laura, yeah, from from Logan X twenty three X twenty three, yeah. yeah, and it's so cool. Like she looks fucking badass as Wolverine to me. Like I don't know mm-hmm. uh, if she's been doing well with that, and like they have all these this like some sort of X Force thing, um, and they're all like in black and white uniforms, and I'm like, it looks pretty badass. Um, and it's just kind of cool to see like some of my know like Spider Man's thing was the same story we've ever heard you know and it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't really changed same origin yeah, yeah. Um, except there's one panel with a bunch of the other Spider-Man like uh, the Into the Spider-Verse uh, animated movie that's coming out um, and I'm, I'm still oh, yeah. intrigued by what that all means I don't know how that stuff all fits in but the rest of the story I already knew but it was still cool to see um, but yeah they give they're, they're called primers these little things but they're, they're giving a good primer to the universe where it was and like how we've gotten to where we are and, uh, and it's cool like it's a good it's a good way to jump in right now um, to these characters, like, from my stance, characters that I've fallen in love with from the movies, and then be like, all right, well, they have origins in the comic books, and they're slightly different from, like, what the movies are now, but uh, I can follow along and, like, feel like I already know them well enough to be like, no, this is cool. I want to know more about this adventure in the comic world. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely recommend plus, it. It's cool. Yeah, plus a lot of these characters are, uh, they function separately in the, in the movie universe, like, up to this point, we haven't seen Wolverine in the same universe with, yeah. you know, the, the Avengers sure. and, and those those characters. So um, it's a, a different um, set of possibilities mm. for uh, characters interacting. Uh, yeah, in for sure. Version of it, but um, uh, yeah, I like the uh, the word that you used as a uh, as a primer mm-hmm. um, because this is it's it's very much this is kind of the point of them publishing this this type of book is to uh, give people a a nice you know, primer, set, set the stage for everything. Sure. Like I said before, you know, kind of give you a hint as to where things are going. So this is a, a really good version of that, a Optimus primer, if you will. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, <laughs> one thing that I didn't care about in these uh, little three-page primer things, uh, I that first one that came up, I was like, I don't know who this character is going to be. Like, it's about this baby who uh, his whisper holds a destructive power, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. And then when it finally showed them all, and it's Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show, that mm-hmm. I, that's how I knew him. Every time one of the Inhumans would show up in these little primers, though, I was like, I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you you weren't like a, as far as I remember, I guess you weren't like a huge fan of the Inhuman stuff either. Um, and I don't know, since they're in here, I assume they're going to be showing up and some of these books we'll be reading eventually. So we'll see. Yeah, there, there's actually a, a current uh, miniseries being published by Marvel called Death of the Inhumans. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> one's talking about it. <laughs> People are just glad that they're dying. Yeah, I mean, most of us are, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. It's just doesn't, Look, I, they're not as good. I, I don't have a, a problem with the Inhumans as characters just in general, uh-huh, but okay. I don't like that Marvel tried to say, oh, yeah, the Inhumans are just like the X-Men. Yeah. You know the X-Men <laughs> that, that you know and love? Hey, well, look at these guys. This guy's, <laughs> a, this guy's a fucking fish. This guy's a fish guy. <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of felt when I was reading through them. I was like, I don't care about this at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they kept showing a bunch of them, and I was like, fuck, I don't know. So uh, <laughs> but, so we'll see how that plays in later on. But uh, but yeah, they're really cool, these, these little books and this Marvel Legacy book, I, I really dug. So, well, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to to hear that because there there could potentially be some uh, confusion there with uh, people looking at uh, these characters, not recognizing who they are. Yeah, or they they are different than what they've come to know from the movies. Yeah, essentially. But um, did you feel lost at all reading this? Like, um, oh, why why is this character 
only here and there. Uh, not really. I'm yeah. trying to think if there's anything. Um, there was only like little things that uh, some of the things you already addressed, just like the way you would say it. And I was like, oh, I just like didn't pick up on that. I guess for some reason when I was reading it. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I felt like it was. Uh, they did a good job of keeping it all um, kind of contained and giving me enough info for right now. Like you said, like a lot of the answers aren't aren't there, but they'll kind of like show you like this character's you know where they're at in this moment in time and like kind of give you a question about like where they're going or whatever and um mm-hmm. so it's it's cool like i'm down for the ride like, i didn't need the answer right now either so okay cool yeah that's that's kind of how it is uh being a comics reader especially yeah. when you you lapse and uh, you get mm-hmm. out of it for a while and you come back and then you're like oh i guess this character is doing this now i okay, guess yeah this this is this is the thing so sometimes you just have to uh, jump into the deep end of the pool um because these characters have been around for 75 ish years you know at this point i mean unless you want to go back and specifically read every appearance of every character yeah it's it's (laughs) it's really not worth it yeah Yeah. so just just hop in the pool you know yeah yeah so that's good yep so um as i said on next week's episode we're going to read the free comic book day the the 2018 free comic book day issue of uh, the avengers which kind of sets the stage for the current ongoing series but uh, i think it's like maybe 12 pages long so quite a quite a oh, wow. difference from what we read today yeah. um but uh but yeah it'll it'll be a, a quick read now in addition to that we are going to read a another another book uh this time published by the uh distinguished competition if you will mm. that's right dc comics we're going to read the origin of shazam so this is the 2013 Shazam series written by Jeff Johns with art by Gary Frank. Um, normally, I would say uh, you can track down this issue through this issue to read it. But this one, this one's super fucking weird. So um, a portion of the series was uh, like five to eight page. Uh, maybe it's like four to eight pages, like uh, in the back of Justice League issues. Mm. So you'd have to track down all these issues plus uh, like this one single issue uh, of Sajan. Yeah. Uh, 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 whoa. Shazam. Brings Good Lord. Stroke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you can just buy the uh, collected edition, which is uh, Shazam Volume 1 from 2013. Mm. Again, written by Jeff Johns with art by Gary Frank. And... Um, it's essentially a, kind of a modern retelling of the Shazam mythos. And since we just talked about that trailer semi-recently, figured we can kind of read the book that it's yeah. it's kind of based on. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, give you a better idea of uh, what will be ahead of, uh, or what the movie is going to try to present itself mm. as, I guess. Yeah, sounds cool to me. Yeah. All right, well, uh, if you have any show suggestions, questions, comments, dog pictures, pop culture or combat contenders, we haven't done that in a while either. Uh, or something specific you want to discuss, please contact us. You can email us at let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22 and Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Uh, Brent, anything else today? Uh, no, <laughs> I wanted to. I'm talked out. I that was a long in, recap. It was, yeah. I want to throw in one mm. thing. Uh, okay. Amanda and I watched the USA series, uh, The Sinner, that Brandy oh, yeah. a long time ago had mentioned on the show. I guess both of you, but I think Brandy brought it up that uh, mm-hmm. you guys were watching, and uh, it was great. We loved it. It's so fucking weird and dark. Uh, yes. Highly recommend though. We loved it so much. So. 
Yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, he's Brent. He's Steven. And let's talk later. Sync word here. Squirrel Gwell. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any butchered version of Squirrel Girl okay. on three? Cool. One, two, three. Squirrel, squirrel Girl. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's kind of the opposite of a, of a, a sync word, really. Cause oh, yeah, that's really true. Know. It's not going to sync at all. I'll make it work. It'll yeah. be fine. Cool, cool. <laughs> and then Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. On three. One, two, three. Squirrel girl. Excellent. It makes me like, okay. I have to like clear my gums afterwards. I have to like lick my whole mouth and be like, mm, that word was weird, right? My mouth is like, <laughs> doesn't want to accept it. <clears throat> it's, it's either one or the other, you know? Yeah. I can't put them together. <laughs> yeah. My brain and my mouth don't want to do it. <laughs> weird. This series is really kind of looking back at the legacy of, you know, in the, um, what do you call that when, uh, <laughs> uh, when you're in Stephen, I, I've forgotten words, I've forgotten words. <laughs> we both did it today. <laughs> um, damn, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I would help, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, sync word on three. One, two, three. Squirrel girl. <laughs> <laughs> The visual with that was really good, too. I wish people could have seen that. Yeah, and it's frozen, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Fuck. Not again. Like this one single issue of Sajan? Uh, uh, su- Whoa. Shazam. <laughs> Brent just had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you call a, uh, a bunch of ocelots? No. An ocelot. <laughs>